So without any further wait for you, we're, we're gonna, I'm gonna introduce Arushi Bardwaj. And um, she is a product coach at Fannie Mae. And she's got 15 years of experience in IT and government and financial sector. And um, she's got a background in product development and she is serving as an agile coach at Fannie Mae. And I actually had the opportunity to work with her at Fannie Mae and I think she's amazing. So I'm really excited um, to have her speak. And um, I'll post her LinkedIn profile in the chat in just a minute so that way y'all can connect with her on LinkedIn. And I'm gonna hand this over to you, Arushi. I know you've got a much better introduction of yourself. So I'll let you do that and um, let me know if you need anything. Everyone as they come in is on mute, but feel free to unmute, um, feel free to turn on your videos and we can collaborate. Thanks. All right, thank you, Sheree. I think um, I had the biggest opportunity to work with you, frankly. I mean, you have turned me around so, first so much better I've become a better person just because I worked with you, I stayed with you, I chatted with you. So kudos to you, my guru. I love that. I love, you know, my chat sessions with you. So thank oh, you. Thank you. Appreciate thank it. All right. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and share the excitement that I bring to work every day. Yay. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm like always all about dojo and, you know, I think I bored everybody, uh, you know, uh, talking about this topic, <laughs> whoever comes in contact with me, even in the coaching classes, I'm crazy about it. That's all right. right. So uh, let's start with me, right? Um, I think uh, Sheree just kind of talked a little bit about me. There's, you know, there's not much to tell. I am an open book. I love, you know, I love my job. I'm always very excited about my job, about what, what I do. Um, uh, and I think from the years I've gained this experience in the Agile community, one thing I've learned is you can't transform anybody. The team has to be ready for transformation in order for an Agile coach to actually submit, you know, their learnings to the team for them to grow. So um, any team that I've worked with, uh, their readiness has made a huge impact on how I have been able to make any impacts on their progress. That's my core belief. And with that, I am going to start about Dojo. Okay, so Agile transformation journey at my company. Um, it was, um, it started say about five years ago, right? Uh, before then we were waterfall, you know, very laid back, um, you know, we got to plan everything up front, then go for, you know, uh, deployment and deployments, you know, once in a, once in a year, maybe, you know, if you're lucky, it's twice a year thing uh, that used to happen about five years ago. Then Agile came in, you know, the process, the excitement that it brought, I myself was transformed into becoming a Scrum Master during this transformation time, which was great. Um, what we learned in these past five years is we were doing Agile. We weren't really being Agile. So what's the difference, right? For example, uh, we're talking about, I want to do sprinting. I want to, I want to do a two week sprint. Great. But what is that? You know, how, if you're going to take requirements down, if you're going to do coding on it, if you're going to deploy it, you know, in sequential fashion, you're doing Agile. You've got the process there. Great. But really you're not being Agile. You're not really, you know, uh, learning to work with each other more effectively, um, really bringing in that vertical slicing into how, are you, how you are trying to get the feedback from the user and things of that nature. So it was a lot of handoffs, 
Um, and as a result of which, it, we've, got, we've got automation. Again, we're doing Agile. We have uh, automation to make things work, but it's very clunky. So sometimes it takes you know, hours. Sometimes it takes days for an automation test to run, which is super heavy. And also uh, the code base, which was, again, very clunky, you know, less unit test centric. And therefore, like I said, we were doing Agile. We were not being Agile. And so our leadership went to um, Target and uh, not to shop there, but actually to learn how they have transformed their life. And so what they have done is um, they about, I'd say about, ah, I, I, can't, I can't recall the number was, I think it was like four odd years ago or something, uh, Target uh, went through their own transformation through Dojo. And what they did was they basically, um, hired a bunch of consultants, you know, started this dojo model at Target and really, you know, started to transform their product company into being, being a bit more agile, being a bit more customer centric, getting that feedback out there, getting themselves out there, right? And so this is, this is their website's uh, page that I took the screenshot of. One thing that stood out for me was a few of these things here in their mission statement. What dojo does for them is that deliver on the current work that develop long lasting skills. Now, if you think about that for a minute, right, you're, you're delivering on the current work while you're in dojo. That's one big, big item, which basically says, okay, I'm going to a class, I'm going to learn on Amazon shopping cart, how to apply test-driven development. But then when I come back to my real world, it's not Amazon shopping cart like simple, right? It's, it's a little, it's more complicated, it's difficult, it's real life, how do I apply it? The neat thing about Dojo is you work on your current backlog, right? You, you bring your backlog into the, into the Dojo and you really work together and learn together. Another cool thing is developing the long lasting skills. So the way that uh, the, the Dojo model is baseline set up is it is intended to develop your long lasting skills, yeah? So repetition, uh, going back and forth, enhancing, you know, how you are adapting the new processes and new tools that you're learning. To, to best fit your needs, those are the, um, those are the very important um, things that you'll see when you, when you, um, when you start to apply Dojo or, or you start to work in this model of Dojo. All right. Oh, and by the way, I totally missed out. I am going to pause midway through this presentation so I can take questions. That way we can split our presentation into two halves and also it gives me a breather from not talking too much. All right. All right. So I've talked a lot about Dojo. What the hell does it mean, right? Um, in dictionary terms, it's, it means place of the way, right? And uh, Napoleon Diamant, that picture here, kind of gives you a little bit of a view of the, you know, he's, he's there, he's showing some moves to the class that are sitting there, right? When my son, he is now going to be 13. This is when, when we started, he was uh, 11. I told him about dojo. He goes, oh, so you all are going to have fun at work, right? You're going to do dojos. This is fun. This is exciting. Well, yeah. So when I explained to him what we do and how it is a little bit different than what you as an 11-year-old do, do in the dojo, the thing he said, it didn't stick with me. He said, um, oh, so it's nerd stuff. I was like, okay, but not quite. It's not that nerdy. It is some sort of nerdy. So let's kind of try to unpack what what that nerdiness is, right? Let's let's go with um, with that, and then let me let me land you to where you know it is sort of in the in a middle ground. 
Okay. So let's take to take you through the definition of what it means in the world of software development, i.e. the nerdy stuff, to, according to my son. It's a six week deep dive in which teams set some goals in terms of technical business and product goals. They identify some uh, success metrics, iterate rapidly, sharing their progress and learnings while all being supported by a dedicated expert. Now, six weeks, right? So let's talk about six weeks. Um, a dojo, a recommendation of a typical dojo can be anywhere between two and 10 weeks, right? The reason I kept six weeks here is that is the most commonly used um, sort of cadence for a team in dojo. The reason is it's again going back to the repetition, right? Learning and building your muscle memory. Each, um, each week in a dojo is two week sprint. I mean, two day sprint, sorry. So two sprints in a week, right? Therefore, if you, if you look at a six week window, you're getting about 10 to 11 iterations, give or take to do your rinse and repeat and learn and, and go back and fix what you're learning and how you're learning. So you can develop a long lasting skill, right? And you are repeating those, those um, small iterations as you go. It gets a little uncomfortable, but remember being uncomfortable is a good thing. That means you're learning something. So that, and, and basically that six weeks is what we have been using in my firm for the most part. In some cases, we do use a four-week dojo, some are two-weeks dojo, and it can go anywhere up to 10 weeks. Anything beyond 10 weeks is sort of considered, okay, well, you know, let's, let's, let's tone it down a little bit because you want to learn something. You want to stay a little bit focused, okay? And so another thing I'd call out here is the dedicated experts, right? So people like me, I'm a product coach, right? And um, I was trained by the dojo coaches to work in this environment, to teach the skills and techniques to the, to the, to the teams. And so each, each team in Dojo is paired with a technical and a product coach. I'm a product coach. You, I, I come with a technical coach into the Dojo so that we can merge the uh, learning of the team from not only taking a, a, a chunk of work to start to, to do a software development on, but also to apply the technical skills to make this a reality and, and, and help the team to kind of move the work from inception to completion. All right. So with that, I'm gonna show you in the real uh, you know, setting of where, where we work together and how it really looks like. And that's what it looks like. It's really exactly that. It's, it's a table, you know, people are sitting across each other. This is, I think, a picture from Target we took. Um, the team is kind of covered with bike boards. There's a big monitor screen at the, at the very center of the team. They're all looking at it in this picture. Uh, I think they were mobbing in this situation. But um, the idea is to have a dinner table style setting, right? Face to face from each other. Let's, let's go ahead and have that conversation right here, learn from each other um, and grow together, right? So it's, it's, it's um, the entire team, entire scrum team that basically sits in, sits in this dojo for six weeks, like I said, as one of the very common examples. Now you might ask, it's COVID girl, is it gonna happen? Is it gonna happen in you know, the virtual world where it's crazy? Um, it does happen. We have made it happen. We are very proud of it and um, we moved to a tool uh, called uh, Mural in our case. 
Um, this page right here is a snapshot. There's a lot going on here. And this is after a six weeks work with a team um, in Dojo. There's a lot going on, right? There's, there's, you know, setting the goals of the teams to like, how are they managing their daily work? How are they decomposing the work? Uh, what is their technical architecture looking like? Um, what are, what are oh, retrospectives, right? So how are we doing things? In fact, in this example, it reminds me, if you look at that pie chart right in the middle, that's basically me teaching them how to size the work, body of work. So anything and everything that we would do in a normal physical world, uh, well, when we were separated just by a small table, we bring that into this uh, virtual world by a tool like Mural. There are other tools out there like Miro, uh, Microsoft Whiteboard and things of that nature. But this has worked fabulously for us, allows us to bring all the colors, the cards, the, the fonts, the, the nature of, you know, how we want to express things um, out there available for us. All right. Well, now I want to I want to kind of get us into um, Okay, great. There's Dojo. We, we do it for six weeks. You know, we have some coaches here that are actually uh, supporting us through the process. Well, great. Well, what is the, the basic fundamental of this model? Is it a methodology? Is it a model? Is it some sort of science? What is it, right? So how I would describe Dojo is um, it's a model. It's, it's pulled from the best practices from Lean, XP, Agile, um, you know, it's basically taken the best of the worlds and brought into reality of, of how we work together as a team. Therefore, it stands on some core principles. And there they are. Uh, I'll read them out and we'll, we'll unpack each principle as we go. The first one is learning over delivery. Second one, roll backlog, so get real. Uh, product mindset, high collaboration, team-driven metrics, and visual context. And we'll unpack each of these as we go. So let's talk about the very first one, learning over delivery. Uh, the picture here, I love this picture. Yeah, it says, turn it up and turn it down, right? Dial it down. It's the, the basic uh, fundamental that we bring the team with when they come into Dojo is, is this, exact, uh, uh, this exact line. Dial up on learning and dial down on delivery. Right. So let's unpack this. Right. It means it, it's it's easier said than done to begin with. Right. We all have release cycles. Um, the team is always doing things. They're busy. You know, life is crazy. You've got meetings. And especially if you come from an organization like mine, we live on Outlook. Right. We've got tons of meetings and, you know, we get pulled in um, so much in different directions. Well, we put a pause on this. We say, all right, you're here for six weeks. All you're going to do is focus on learning, take all those meetings off your calendar, and let's create an immersive learning environment for you where you can actually sit down and say, all right, what is it as a team that I want to learn and how am I going to do it? As opposed to, I need to go to X meeting and I need to go to Y meeting. So it's, it's, it's uh, you know, highly focused on saying, this is my six weeks time. I'm going to focus on learning. Yes, I will be continuing to work on my backlog. Yes, it will, it will be a lot of learning. And therefore, the delivery is going to have to slow down a little bit, right? So a release that you were expecting to, you know, um, submit or, or deliver, um, I don't know, 10 stories. That may not be the case. Your velocity will dip. It probably, sometimes it takes a, a dip of 50%, right? Um, and that's okay. And, and that's where, you know, us as coaches, we work with the leadership 
to clarify and explain the reality there. The other idea here is when you're, when you're focused more on learning, you're trying to develop, we as coaches are trying to develop your muscle memory. So we're working with you, you know, every day for the six weeks, consistently focusing on rinsing and repeating the skills that work best in your environment that are, that are catered just for your team. Okay. Let's get to the next one, the get real one. I love this one and uh, the real backlog. And here's a quote, tell me and I will forget, teach me, I will remember, involve me and I will learn, right? So I'll soak that up, right? So if I'm doing something with my six, six year old now, yeah, she's six years old, my daughter. <laughs> I keep forgetting how old she is now. Anyway, um, so if I'm working with her, if I'm teaching her how to do math, she'll get it she'll probably get it but if i'm doing it with her together kind of you know involving her and and using the hands and using um um lately we've been using play-doh uh believe me it drives cr pretty crazily but if i'm involving her into the into this conversation and i'm doing the numbers with her um you know um and, and we're, we're learning from each other there's a better chance that she will not forget what's eight plus two although she won't know what is two plus eight that's a different story but you get the gist, right? So if I'm working with you hand in hand, it, there's better chance for me to, to assume that you'll, you'll grab more from me. You'll learn more from me. And that's what this is, the real backlog, right? So let's bring the real stuff into the table. Let's talk about what, what was it that was planned in your backlog the day before, you know, you come into Dojo. Let's talk about that backlog. Let's go ahead and unpack that. And let's, you know, let's make it a little bit real, right? So it's not, it's not a Amazon shopping cart example. It is your example. It is your backlog. It is your real life problem that we are going to transform and solve together while transforming your team. In these two pictures, I want to show the, the contrast, right? So in the first one, you see there's an instructor sitting in front of the screen showing, you know, some things and teaching some things. While it's great, it's important. Uh, and this is not to discount the fact that a training program does not work. It works, right? Um, and this is also to say there are some instances in some cases where you want to, you know, sort of, if you look at the next picture, you're really working together and making that learning happen for your entire program, I mean, entire team, I'm sorry. So that's real backlog. Let's look at the next pillar. Oh yeah, this is another joke, right? So um, this, this one is about team velocity. Well, like I said, it does dip. It does slow you down, right? Um, that does not mean, if you look at the last picture, that does not mean, let's go ahead and get bigger estimates. Let's, let's use, you know, uh, higher story points, 21 story points. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. Our, our, our goal in Dojo is to work with you to create smaller chunks. And we'll, we'll unpack that as well as we go along as um, the next slides come through. But really the, the point I'm trying to highlight here is when you bring in your real backlog, when you are focused more on learning and less on delivery, the velocity does, does take a hit. And that's where you want to include your, involve your leadership into conversations with the dojo coaches to explain as to why and what would be the um, outcome if they invest in this route. Let's go to the next core principle product mindset, another big one. Well, so 
so I want to take a step back, right? So when we talked about we were doing agile versus being agile, right? Um, okay, I've got a story. I'm putting certain points to it. Awesome. And I'm, you know, let me start working on, let me start coding this, right? What's important in today's world and, and as, as it's shifting, as it's increasingly, um, it, it's increasing in technology and the creativity that needs to be brought in and, and so much, so much changes around us just like that. The other day I was sitting at work with my coworkers. We were hanging out. The very next day we were told, go home, don't come here. This is crazy time. Let's go remote, right? Things changed for us. Technology came to us. To our, um, to our savior, right? Similarly, when we talk about our backlogs and we talk about you know, what it is that we want to work on, the importance that we miss out is how do we connect that work with who really needs to do, who, who needs this work from us? Who's going to be the user for my work that I'm producing, right? What's the product that I'm building versus I have a scope of work I have a start date, I have an end date, I'm going to finish it in this time, no matter what. Do you remember project, project timeline, this, the, the Gantt charts, the fixed scope, start date, end date, uh, you've got to stick to the flow, anything changes, everything has a, a you know, is a ripple effect and, you know, it's a, it's, it feels to me as if, as if a house of cards has actually fallen, right? The project plans, the uh, the dependencies, right? If, if you can't do a certain step in a certain time frame, there's so many more people that are going to get affected. Yeah. Versus the thing that we teach in Dojo is let's shift that, that thought process from having a fixed scope to something that is more adaptive, something which is a bit more outcome focused and is actually helping your user, your end customer, who's actually going to use the solution that you're building today. Yeah. So, this this becomes a very basic conversation that we work with the teams day to day um, from the very first time we meet with them through the six weeks is to slowly shifting their mindset towards, you know, uh, uh, developing a product mindset as opposed to saying, okay, I've got a story. I need to start working, developing on it. I'm going to do testing on it. I'm going to deploy it. Let's try to understand who am I doing it for? Why am I doing it? Right? So, so, there are a series of conversations, series of questions that we ask to make this, to make this um, mindset shift happen. Let's go to the next core principle, high collaboration. Even though we are in remote or when we were in person, we can't stop talking. You, you've, you've heard me talk, we cannot stop talking. We talk, we converse with each other. We, we are always, um, you know, um, it's funny. We, we talk about, you know, uh, put yourself on mute for a minute. No, in our case, it's everything is off mute. Let's go ahead and have fun. We can hear the kids. People hear my kids all the time, though they're quiet right now. Wait. Wait, they'll show up because they know <laughs> when we're working together in Dojo all day long, you know, it's off mute. Let's talk about things. Let's try to solve the problem together as a team. Yeah. Uh, techniques we use for collaborative um, conversations and, and development is, is mobbing, diverge, converge, pair programming and things of that nature. All right. Next one, team driven metrics. So team driven metrics is really saying, all right, bottoms up. You know, let's let's talk to the team as to what is it that they want to learn, how they want to grow, right? What is their goal as such to become a better team? 
some examples here in my picture are from Mural Board. Um, one of the teams said, I want to do, uh, you know, we want to, we want to develop quality code. Well, then we start to unpack what does that really mean, right? Um, are you, are you are, do you need to take some actions to make that quality code goal really happen? And then if you are taking those actions, what are some of the measures that you're going to take to um, come back and say, okay, you know what, we use this action. Here's the metric to show that this, we have made this action happen, that we've internalized this, we've learned the skill, we've actually grown together as a team. So it's really a bottoms up approach where the team really sits down and says, well, these are some of the things that I need to work on. And there are, these are some of the metrics that I'm going to, you know, use to, um, to um, share my progress and, and understand that, you know, we're working in the right direction that we're using those actions and things of that nature. All right. Last one, visual context. I think you've seen a lot of the visuals that regardless of being remote or uh, in person, there's, there's, uh, there's quite a bit of that. Um, here's another snack from the mural board. Um, this is a story map. And, um, you know, we work with the end user in this case to develop the story map from what, from what they do and how they do things in real life. And we map that into uh, a left to right story map where the variances are at the bottom uh, or the vertical um, steps. And um, in this example, blue is the system interaction and gray is uh, the user interaction and things like that. But we are very visual about our approach. As you can see, the blue is sort of talking about the system interaction, the gray is talking about the, the manual interaction. And then there are lines that are going through. Those are basically journeys, MVPs, if you have heard of them. Um, so we're very, regardless of, like I said, in person or virtual, it's all common collaborative visual uh, representation of how we understand things together. One of the key things I'd like to highlight is we, we strongly believe that, you know, uh, one thing is if I said something to you, you may have understood it differently. But if we understood whatever it is that we understood, if we are able to put that out on the board in front of everybody, in front of the team, now that understanding becomes a shared understanding. And that's the step one to our growth. And therefore, you know, anything and everything that we do, we talk about, we start to write them to the board, on the board. And that's very, um, I think it's a very important technique that uh, we utilize in Dojo to enhance that six weeks window into the most um, value um, delivered um, set of time that we spend with each other. All right. And I have talked a lot. I've talked about all the core goals. I'm going to pause for questions for now. Awesome. Everyone, um, you, have, you were muted upon entry, but you can unmute yourself if you have any questions. Um, I actually have some questions. Um, who would go to a dojo? Is it like for only new teams or is it for existing teams or does it matter? It's a great question. And actually it doesn't matter. Uh, it could be a new team. Again, remember, so anything that we do with the teams, oh, I lost my control. Anything that we do with the teams, I lost my controls. All right, so it'll come back to me. But um, 
anything that we do with the teams is, is teams driven. So they bring their goals. If they were a newly formed team, their goals could be completely, you know, can, can you help me understand user story estimates or how do you really create user stories versus if it was a, um, a performing team that has been in this world, has come together and been with, with each other for a while, their goals would be something different. Mm -hmm. So would you, would you recommend Dojo as a, a I guess, a method for um, helping a company to start an agile um, transition, transition into agile teams? Yes, I think, I think, uh, and I took a long pause because I think, I think to transform a enterprise or a bigger body of work, there needs to be a lot more that you need to do as opposed to just working with the teams. And so what we have, um, what we have is basically the product development and the technical um, Im implementation of how you use your solution bundled into one. So you can use a product dojo specifically to work with your product teams or the product managers to transform their journey versus, you know, a technical team bringing the product and the technical together to transform their journey and so forth. Mm -hmm. So one more question. I'm sorry. I know others probably have questions too, but so you say a product dojo, are there different types of dojos? Yes. And then, and it's a great question. Um, yes. And there are so many out there now, and which is exactly why I was inclined towards titling this one as Coding Dojo, um, because majority of the work that we do in this specific dojo is on um, coding practices development. Of course, there's there's a bigger piece of product development, and and that basically goes hand in hand. But um, this is basically a coding dojo. Now, the difference is if you were to work um, under the umbrella of a product dojo, what would happen is you would come into a dojo and you'll rinse and repeat on how you, um, how you experience a certain body of work that is coming from the end user. So remember I showed you the story map, you'd rinse and repeat those, uh, those different techniques. You'll learn different katas uh, and you'll be working day and day just with the, um, with the product coach. Um, there are DevOps uh, dojos, which are um, specifically to build your CI/CD pipeline and, and really start continue to rinse and repeat. So, and this goes back to, I think Jean Kim is, is a big fan of um, uh, DevOps dojo. And I think th those were the starting points also, from what I recall, um, of dojos into, into the world of software development. So there are multiple different kinds. Recently, I was reading a book on um, Azure Conversations. And uh, I spoke with uh, the author and um, what came up was uh, conversation dojos. That's yeah. pretty, yeah. And it's got, it's got like all kinds of different techniques um, that you can use to, um, you know, develop your, your conversation styles in an agile environment. Interesting. I wonder if there are coaching dojos. I might need to start one. I'm going to have to. Yes, we should. We totally should. It'll be fun. <laughs> All right. Um, so what about others? Um, either questions, comments, or even experiences that you've had in the dojo? Anybody have anything you want to add? All right, it looks like everybody's all good. We'll let you continue. Cool, all right. So 
I think I've talked a lot about the six feet dojo, right? And I've said that it's, it could be anywhere between two and 10 weeks. So what I'm gonna show you now is uh, what really happens in the six week duration, as an example. You can shorten this, you can expand this into however, however many uh, weeks your dojo is, is aligned towards, but uh, six weeks is a good way to kind of give you that feel as to what, what we do within dojo, right? And we'll go step by step. So we'll start with the first one is the intake, which is a week before dojo. And this is a unique opportunity where we actually, the coaches, uh, get to work with the teams on uh, you know, getting to know them, understanding what their life is right now, onboarding dojo, explaining you know, what it is, talking about the mission statement, setting some of the commitments, right? Expectations, remember I talked about you know, the calendars and uh, you know, we're so much meeting-centric firm. So this is where we kind of you know, um, come to like an agreement as to what, what would our six week look like? What, what's our core hours going to look like? Um, developing the product mindset is one of the big things that we do with the team in this, in this intake um, and start to understand their context as to where they're coming from. What, what is their real life right, like right now? Um, some of the techniques, it's, it's another snack from Mural. Um, you can tell already I'm a fan of that tool. <laughs> and so basically this, these are some different activities that we use um, to kind of work with the teams, getting to, getting to understand them, getting them having, giving them the opportunity to know us and vice versa. And then comes the frame, right? So, so the day one of their six week challenge is, is framing. Lots of activities happen in this time. This is where we are setting our, uh, our goals, our plan uh, forward. How are we going to uh, you know, work with each other in terms of visual context? There's another one. Uh, these are all flip charts, handwritten stuff. Uh, basically, this is, this is an example of the framing, these pictures here. Um, and what's happening here is it, it's a lot, there's a lot going on. It's probably like a two-day worth of work on these flip charts. This is to kind of, you know, um, understand where the team is in terms of their skills, right? Where are they right now? How much do they know? What do they know? What do they need? And, you know, how can we provide that? If I don't have that skill, who can I go and talk to to, to help them upskill that skill, right? What are their goals? What is it that they want to learn together as a team so that they can grow together? Uh, you can tell at the middle picture, the very bottom, uh, when we were in person, we used to actually take signatures. You're committing to this. We're gonna do this together for six weeks. We're gonna hang out. We're gonna make, you know, make this um, part of our journey for the six weeks to transform our team together. So a lot goes on in the framing, um, especially, it, 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 I'd like to call it as setting the foundation for how your six weeks are gonna go, right? The next is, you know, and the six weeks start, um, I think I talked about the iterations. There's, there's two iterations per week, super small. Um, and so that process, that learning process starts after we have done with the, our, after we are completed with the framing. And that's basically getting us into discovery. Lots of techniques, nothing new, nothing, um, you know, uh, crazy new. These are, you know, if, if you have seen all these images, you, it reminds you of Jeff Patton, 
you know, C4, I think, uh, you know, if you're into technical implementation, you've seen those. So we, we basically, this is just a snapshot of some of the things. Uh, there are many techniques that we use in Dojo, whatever fits uh, to the team's need, what we can bring. And we basically, you know, look at their backlog. We say, okay, well, if this was your body of work that you're bringing in, let me, let me go ahead and go back to your, to understanding who are you doing it for, why you're doing it, right? Let's build a story map. Let's try to understand what vertical slicing is. So that's, uh, you know, my skateboard, uh, not like the car, uh, the second picture right here, Hendrik Kinberg um, came up with this and, and we use this a lot, right? Uh, let's, let's go ahead and build a skateboard. Let's start with a very small, uh, important, valuable body of work that can actually provide you enough feedback, enough learning about your work, as opposed to saying, oh, if it's not a Mercedes that I'm building, it's really not, you know, what's the point? In real world, we say, okay, if I were to ask to develop a report, if I don't have all the 25 columns in the report, there's no point in going and talking to my end user. Well, there is, right? If you were to build the first very important five columns in that report, if you bring that out to your user for a feedback, you'd probably, you'd probably be amazed with what you learn from those first five columns. So those are the, you know, as uh, conversations that we have with the team as to, you know, uh, teaching them vertically slice, how to vertically slice the stories, how they can build a smaller body of work that will fit in two days. Remember two days sprints? So two, two sprints in a week, that's a, that's a very, very small iteration. And so no joke, we do work with the teams to create stories that will fit in two days, that'll give them enough learning so that they can continue to build smaller chunks of work um, as they learn more about the body of work that they're developing. C4 is another example. Um, if it's, you know, if, if it's an application, much like, you know, a lot of our applications are like this, that don't have a front end, right? Um, and if I touch anything in the code, it's going gonna, it's gonna to impact so many upstreams and downstreams. Well, you know, let's try to understand your architecture. And so we bring C4-like techniques where um, it's, a, it's a drill down version of, um, you know, let me look at your context diagram, then drilling into the components, um, I'm sorry, the container, and then drilling into the component, and then let's get into the code, um, you know, where the changes are going to be made and so forth. So, a lot of techniques that we bring into the discovery phase to make that backlog more real and you know asking the questions attaching our team back to the, their user and and you know continuing to develop their product mindset as they're solutioning another another lovely example is example mapping there's another one we highly highly recommend and use a lot in dojo as well all right Here's, I, I think I've talked a lot about hyper iterations, but here's the bulleted version of it, right? So 10 challenges, two times a week, very lightweight sprints. Um, and I've crossed out the, the part ceremonies and, and feedback loops, right? So really the idea every two days is to go out there and work with your product owner to get the feedback, right? It's not a ceremony. It's not saying, well, you asked for a gray, I gave you a gray. Now, if you want a different combination, I don't know what you want me to do. Well, let me, and what we do is in, in, in this kind of uh, feedbacks is we take the feedback, we take a step back, we discuss with the team, we come back with a, with a revised plan, right? So it's not, it's, not the, it's not the back and forth, it's to get the feedback. It's not to look at what I've done, like, look at how cool this gray color is. 
It's to take your feedback because it is what you are, are used to seeing. Right? It's what you need, right? I'm developing a solution for you. And here's what I have learned so far. So, so we teach and coach the teams through how these feedback loops really should be, you know, um, designed and, and worked with, it, with their end users or product owners. Or even in some cases, you know, the sprints are so small, some cases we just, you know, kind of bring their tech leads and say, okay, this is what, this is what we have so far. What do you think? What's your feedback? This is what we have learned. So it really depends. Um, pull and flow based system, sizing over estimation, right? Uh, encouraging small and vertical slices. Can hey, you finish two days? Can I ask something before you switch pages? Is that 10 challenges over the whole dojo or is it 10 challenges a week? Oh, I, I'm a little... So 10 times, right? So, so there's, um, if, you, if you take six weeks and each week is two sprints, two, two iterations, right? Um, initially, when we start the dojo, there's about framing, there's, there's some time spent in that, some time spent in, in discovery, you know, getting to understand the team and really getting that flow going. So, you know, if you were to divide six weeks into two, it, you'll get 12. But, you know, we normally don't get to those 12. The first week is a little, you know, a little um, iffy about getting into the sprint challenge. So it's okay. 10, 10 total iterations. Okay, I get it. Thanks. All right, here's another picture of uh, how we uh, work on our feature and roadmap. So this is, you know, once we've had our discovery, once we've had our frame, um, how are we going to manage our sprints as to how, we're, how things are gonna go every two days, right? And that's kind of, you know, we use the featured roadmap for, to, to help us visualize what's, what's, what's needed now, what's gonna be needed next, and what's gonna come later. By the way, whatever is in the later bucket, half the time it changes because what you're learning from now and potentially from next is going to take the shape of the later. And the other uh, image here is, you know, the Kanban board. You can tell from this Kanban board, this is weird looking, right? That there's a whip, there's finally done, there are some, uh, you know, rows at the bottom. What's happening? <laughs> What's happening is it is catered to this particular team's need. This team's definition of done says, if, I, if my product owner accepts the story, I want to call it done. Well, my goal was to take them a little bit step further and say, if it's done, for, if, if you have had a chance to work with your end user and try to understand, try to get their feedback, then you're finally done. So just adding another column and getting that conversation going and slowly nudging them to bring, bring that uh, finally done column into done was my objective. And that is why I took this picture because it's an interesting one where we, we design the dojo per the team's need with the intent to, to go back, going, taking us back to those core beliefs that we have and that, that I laid out um, in the beginning. Okay. Lastly, exit. It, this is where, you know, I love this, uh, this part of dojo is because, look, you spent six weeks with us. You know, you've learned a lot. You probably have hated a few things. You know, yeah, we made you uncomfortable. It wasn't fun sometimes hopefully sometimes only, um, but this is where we kind of sit with you and say, all right, you've learned so much. What is it that, that sits well with you as a team? What do you want to take with you when you go back to the real world? What are those things, right? Some, some people say, some teams have said, um, you know, 
I love the two day sprint, though it's not possible in the real world because, you know, delivery focus and, you know, it, it gets busy, it'll, it'll be too much and all. But I don't think I can sit well in the, in the two week iteration either. So maybe I want to do a week iteration. Some cases teams say, you know, I love the whole mobbing concept, but I'm going to do diverge converge for the entire time we work together. So we kind of work with, you know, what are their team agreements? What, what is it that they like? What do they want to continue to do? And how are they going to frame their future as the, as the lead dojo? So this is where it ties you back to the real world, right? Like, okay, you came into this, uh, in this um, immersive learning program, you took a challenge, you worked together as a team, um, you built something, you've learned something along the way, hopefully a lot. What is it that sits so well with you that you are going to at the least focus on, you know, applying when you go back into your regular sprint schedule. And so those, those conversations happen towards the very last day of Dojo. And we give them a certificate of achievement. I kind of fussed out the names of people just to protect them from, you know, this is a Fannie Mae certificate, but, you know, to make it official, make it, you know, make it more real that, you know, you went through a challenge, you finished that in six weeks, you know, to build that excitement that you're gonna continue to build, to take those things that you learned um, when you go back. And um, I, before I switch to the next slide, I wanna, I wanna point out one more thing. Us as Delta coaches, we do um, continue to work with the teams when they leave. So our doors are open, they can come in, they, they come in for a session or two, they want to clarify something, something's a little bit more challenging, but you know, I, I'm, I'm doing, I'm writing my unit test now, um, but that test first mindset that you talked about, can we, can we reinforce that? Can we make that happen again? We go back for a session. You know, Rishi, the, you know, the product backlog, the story map that you went through, I loved it and I want to use it, but I'm having a hard time doing it. So we go back and, you know, we, we sit with them as a product coach uh, to, to go through another uh, story map and so forth. So, so we do continue to check in with the teams here and there um, to see how they're doing. Are they applying things that they had, you know, so excitedly kind of talked about in their exit? Is it working? Uh, what have you. Now let's talk about the outcome, right? So it took me a while to wait, you know, the teams have graduated, what's happening. So the first image here, what, what you see is a cycle time of a specific team. The, the yellows are the time when this team was in Dojo and the blues after that is when they have exited Dojo. Notice the spikes. Notice how big the cycle time was before and notice how small it is now. Another picture, the story cycle time uh, average in days, right? But notice the trend line, right? The idea is to bring their story, story cycle time down enough so that they have understood the concept of building smaller chunks of work. The, by the way, these two are different teams, completely different programs. Um, you know, these two have gone through Dojo with us um, and I'm just, you know, putting, putting an image out here that there, there was a 25% a uh, you know, improvement in cycle time we saw in one of the teams uh, when, they, when they completed um, and then when we saw their life after. There was actually uh, another metric that uh, was very striking for me. There was a 17% drop in production incidents. The world we live in, in my company, there's a lot of production issues and you know, you, they're, they're hot, you know, you gotta go, you gotta go work at it right away, you know, day, night, whatever. 
having a, having to see a 17% drop in that havoc, awesome. I, I thought that was really cool. And I immediately wrote that number down. I was very, very, very proud. 38% um, improvement in story sizing. 20% improvement in unit test code coverage, right? So, so a lot of changes that happen not only from the product, from the, from the um, technical side, they're bringing the team, they're developing the team as a whole. This experience did that for them. One of the teams that when they were graduated and they were leaving uh, Dojo in their exit, they said the following, we came into Dojo as a team and we're leaving as a family. To us, that was a bigger outcome that we were, that this experience brought the team together, taught them how to learn from each other, you know, face each other's strengths and weaknesses and work with them, not just calling them out and, and using that against each other. Right. So, so that, so to me, uh, that definitely was a bigger outcome. However, in terms of metrics, here are some, um, it does work. It does need a whole lot of support uh, from not only the dojo coaches, but the leadership, the, the ecosystem altogether around. And my next uh, slide is exactly speaking to that, the cre about the key contributors for how, you know, you want to see those changes, those, those potential outcome um, that you'll see in your team. I kind of categorize them in three buckets. One is leadership, the other is team members, and the third one is coaches. I'll unpack that. Um, in case of leadership, uh, what's expected is don't put delivery pressure. You're going to get a higher quality. What's expected is protect your team from distractions, right? The meetings and things I've talked about. You'll get as a, a focused learning as an outcome. Support and motivate your team. You will get creativity and innovation as a result. And there are uh, many examples uh, to this where I've seen our leadership, you know, uh, coming in and talking to the team and saying, okay, guys, you know, don't worry about other things. Don't, don't worry about delivery. Um, it's okay. And what we have seen is how the team has actually internalized that and, and brought a better product, a better quality product out to their customer faster, um, uh, robust and effective. So um, this, is, this is my personal experience that, you know, having a supportive leadership definitely helps. Team members, what's, what we expect from you is to prioritize your time. Keep an open mind. Try to think outside the box. What you'll get is complete presence in learning, quality, and a break free from the defined mindset. And this is one of the bigger ones, right? I, I tend to see so many aha moments when we are, you know, when we are progressing through the dojo, because what happens is if I bring a product, if I bring a big body of work and I start to, you know, break it down into smaller chunks and how we kind of do this in dojo, uh, you know, sort of like a bottoms up approach with the teams, you start to see, oh my God, those are the questions I didn't think about. I, I know I was going to ask those questions, but it's going to come much later in the game, right? We bring those out front and, you, and we get to see so many aha moments. Um, there's, there's one big story. Um, I remember when I was with a group as a scrum master, uh, we talked about having to apply TDD, for example, the test-driven development. And I was like, why can't you guys, why can't we do this? You know, we should totally do a test first, you know, code development. Why aren't we doing it? Well, 
Then I learned they had gone through a training exercise, which was fabulous, great feedback, awesome. But then they said, you know, Rishi, Bro World is so different from what we learned. It's just so hard. We've got delivery timelines, we've got sprint schedules. It's, not, it's just not possible. That same team, six months later, came in dojo, same mindset. I don't like, <clears throat> I, don't, I, I can't do this whole test-driven development. This is just not going to work. Six weeks later, they are, their first goal to leave, uh, to coming out from dojo was to consistently uh, work through uh, a test force mindset. So basically, uh, this, this defined mindset of, I have delivery uh, pressure, I've got to do this, versus, you know what, I know this works, I know this is, this is going to give me quality down the lane. Having to go, go through that experience in the six weeks was a massive experience for me. I was, I was like, yes, that's right. And then when I checked in with them, you know, time and again, I still do, they're still you know, working towards that goal of, of having a test first mindset. It's really cool. Lastly, coaches, right? So bring your coaching skills, show, don't tell, um, out, be outcome focused, have that thought leadership, call it out, call spade a spade, be open. And that is exactly where, Shuri, I'm going to say this out loud. That is where um, my learning from ACC and, and, and uh, you know, uh, getting into your cohorts has really helped me develop that skill, right? Calling it out, being, being up, being direct, um, listening um, has definitely helped. But expected outcome, <laughs> you, you get to deliver results, you have hands-out coaching, and you ultimately have satisfied customers. It, it, there's nothing better than having your customer come to your uh, dojo exit meeting with all smiles, with all, you can totally sell, tell in their body language that there's accomplishment, there's satisfaction. All right. With that, I uh, will take questions. Awesome. I have another question. <laughs> yeah, I'm really interested in understanding um, the more of the how do you see teams run differently? Like after they leave, they've done all this stuff. What percentage of what they've started doing do you think they actually, when they leave the dojo, they, they retain? Is it like 20%, 50%, 80%? And just a wild guess, not a yeah. you know, calculated number. You know, what's exciting? is they go back and they say 90% of the things that I've learned, I'm going to totally do it. They're so excited. Did they get to apply all of that? Not, not necessarily and not really. Right. Um, I would say about somewhere up upwards of 70% is what I see them applying and the 30% gets somewhere lost in the wind and, you know, brings that, brings that opportunity for the teams to come back into dojo and rehone on those, on those skills. Awesome. I really love this, Arushi. This was a great presentation. Anybody else have questions, comments? Um, maybe you've been at a dojo and you've got some um, just thoughts of, you know, what your experience has been. Hi. Hi, Shuri. Hi, Arushi. Sorry, I, I joined late. So um, I've got, I think, a few questions on this recording, just recording. Uh, is, is about learning new skills, 
regarding this time scale of six weeks, how does it fit into, obviously we mentioned that leadership don't put pressure on delivery. How does it, is that six weeks sprint is like continuous working every day, not doing the product work, but basically enhancing your skills in the dojo? No, so it's um, in the beginning of the slide that kind of shared that, you know, you bring your backlog. So whatever it is that was assigned to you in the sprint, you bring that into dojo. Right. And you continue to develop your your skills while you're working on the real life problems. Right. So you're so when we work with them, we basically uh, we don't work on, you know, and eh, sometimes we use examples, but sure. But for the most part, it's it's your backlog. It's your problem. Uh, we work with you how to split that into smaller chunks. Uh, we use different techniques like C4s or um, example mapping, story mapping, however, whatever works for that particular uh, body of work to decompose, to, uh, to create smaller chunks. And then a technical coach will work with you um, hand, hand in hand through that time to um, improve your skills. So going back to the goals, right? Like what, what is it that you, if, if your goal was quality code, then we'll bring principles of, you know, um, uh, Yagni and other, other, other core principles of code, uh, software development um, to kind of work with you on, on those skills. Okay, thank you. And those coaches, technical coaches could be uh, architects or tech leads within the teams, right? So- Oh, uh, no, sorry. No. Uh, okay. no. So uh, when we start Dojo, we start with a duo of product and technical coach. They are they're trained into uh, providing coaching to the team in this under this model of Dojo. So remember the core principles that I've talked about. Um, they're trained to kind of use those core principles to um, to coach the teams and their needs, right? So I, for example, am a product coach. I will be paired with a technical coach who will then go into the team, start their challenge, and work with their um, body of work. Okay. Sorry, last question. <laughs> so um, obviously we we do safe and we do PA planning. So uh, so we obviously get the PA objectives and plan up front for the next three months. And then you're saying for if he's if you want to do the dojo, we should plan saying, okay, that's the backlog, but we're gonna take 20, 30% of the backlog and then do dojo as well. So 50% of right. the time spent on dojo and 50% of time spent on the product work. Basically. No, right. so no? Okay. let me help you clarify, right? So sure. I actually, so let's put a, a, we worked with a team that was safe in dojo and what we did was we went to their we went through their backlog all right we right off the bat we're very clear that the velocity will drop will drip will drop <laughs> drop yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it'll dip yeah. dip and drop yeah. kind of mixed it for me um but it will dip and and you know that's and of course that was the conversation with the leadership of course and so from their PI plan, however many velocity points they had, they shrunk it down to 50%. They brought the body yeah. of work that was necessary and they worked yeah. with us in Dojo for the entire six weeks. So there's no different time that yeah. they're spending outside of Dojo. Right. Dojo, just think of Dojo as just their day-to-day -day life, right? Yeah. So we have four hours from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. where they are, you know, face-to-face -face with the coaches and they work with yeah. us. And, um, it's consistent. It's it's no different. Okay, so basically, do it together, but obviously plan ahead in the PA planning, saying okay, we're gonna fifty percent, we're gonna yeah. So yeah, so yeah. planning has to happen because yeah, it's a yeah. safe job. Yes, exactly. Definitely. Yeah. So 
yeah, I could see that working where I'm working at the moment we, because we have operations teams and uh, they get the releases quite at the end and some new newcomers, they don't know the scripts like Python, how to do automation testing, you know, how to do integration testing. Maybe that's a good idea. I got from today was to, okay, do this dojo. Uh, obviously, I joined late because it was, for me, it was coming up at 7 p.m. UK time. So I joined like half an hour late from this uh, initial slides. So that does, uh, okay, so yeah, I got an idea. Cool, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Your apps, you know, like I said, it's, it can be app applied anywhere in any anywhere. ecosystem, in any need. Um, I think the core is the principles uh, that um, sort of keep the, uh, keep the focus on what is it that we're providing? How are we providing that value to the teams? Yeah, end of the day, it's all improvement, isn't it? So you're the yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And like I said, you see so many aha moments that it's so yeah. giving. Um, you know, I've been with this with this coaching model for it's going to be two years pretty soon. I can't even say a year and a half anymore. And I'm, you know, we learn um, every day on the job. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, yeah. And I, I can see that like working because people don't get teams don't get time to actually improve themselves yeah. because there's so much pressure of product let's do this delivery we need this delivery so if we plan ahead saying okay guys 50 percent of time is all improvement so they'll be better in three months time if after pa the next pa they'll be better and then we can deliver more yeah <laughs> thank you thank you Arishi. thank you thank you sherry you're welcome um any other comments thoughts Gopi's yeah. finally got a camera on. Yeah, there he is. Gopi's my partner in crime, by the way, people. <laughs> are you a technical coach or are you another product coach? Uh, a product coach mainly, oh. but with my technical background, it does definitely help me in uh, coaching parts of technical areas, definitely. Yeah, yeah. really. He's our, our mopping guru. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been so fabulous. I am, I'm a fan and I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of jealous. I wish I could do this. Um, so I'm really, really excited about this. So um, I just appreciate that you have given this presentation and um, thanks to uh, a couple of people had to drop off because it was, um, I guess, whatever time, but had some comments in the chat box. Thanks. It was a great presentation. So um, I just appreciate you all coming and looking forward to seeing you in our next meetup. Let's go.